Tandem Nomads, episode 35. Communicate your non-negotiables. I mean, trust in your trust in your partner. Probably don't be selfish. Look at both sides of the coin. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, where inspiring expat partners from around the world share with you how they turn the challenges of relocation into great opportunities. So are you following your partner abroad for his or her career? Then Tandem Nomads is the place for you. Go to tandemnomads.com and sign up for the newsletter. Hello, Nomad Nation. This is Amel Deregi. And today I'm very excited to introduce you two people. It's the first time I'm going to interview a couple at the same time. It's Helen and Manfred. They are both Austrians and today they live in Shanghai. Since I started Tandem Nomads, I always wished I could interview both members of an expat couple to have a different perspective represented. But I have to say that for many reasons, it is not the easiest thing to organize. Helen and Manfred's case is quite a particular one as they have been alternatively the following partner. Manfred was living in South Africa, running a furniture design business, when Helen quit her job and joined him there. After a few years, Helen felt the need to go back to Austria. So this time Manfred, who quit his business in South Africa, joined her in Austria. After a few years, they both started having itchy feet and Manfred had an offer he couldn't refuse. He was sent to Shanghai as the sales director of a leading company in aerospace industry. After only a couple of years, he became the CEO of the company. In the meantime, Helen had joined him for the second time and managed to build a successful professional path in HR. In a couple of years, she also managed to prove her value and became the HR director of the American School in Shanghai. Few months ago, Manfred quit his job. He wanted to go back to study and enroll in an MBA program in aviation management. And today, Helen continues to manage the HR department of the American School in Shanghai, while Manfred travels between Austria and Shanghai for his MBA program. So, Manfred and Helen, I hope that I summarized things uh, not too wrongly. <laughs> Is there anything I missed about your life and your your achievements? I think you know it quite well. <laughs> you got it all. <laughs> you nailed it. Oh, good. <laughs> so, Helen, I'd like to start with you. How did you end up deciding to move to South Africa? Well, uh, uh, Manfred and I got to know each other, I think, in 1998. Um, we met briefly at the birthday party. Um, and then the year after, we fell in love uh, on a sailing trip in Greece. And... Um, And, and then we started traveling forth and back between South Africa and, and, and Austria. And, um, and, I mean, I'm sure that you, you or a lot of or, or your listeners know, I mean, long-distance relationships can be really tough. And after about two years, um, we, we basically decided it's either one is going to move or... Um, we we going to break up because I mean as as fun as it was to see each other every second month, but you know one of us has always been on vacation and he, it, it was not real life and and we wanted to be part of each other's life, and so that's when I decided to um, make the move to South Africa. I, I think it I was I mean I was excited, but I was also a little bit naive when 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 moving there because I thought, well, yeah, somehow I'm going to make this work, you know. I mean, I knew that 
getting a job would be really tough there because um, this was the after the end of apartheid. I, I underestimated the um, how difficult it was to to really settle. On one hand, on the one hand, it was very easy to settle in because people were so open and welcoming. I still made a good life because within two months' time, I had um, a lot of friends, but. The realization that you know you, you will not be legal uh, unless you get married, you will not have a, a stable job unless you get married. Uh, th- that was quite tough. Oh, okay. So you needed to have like a like an official status to be able to get a job. And how did you do, do for example, with your visa? I guess that's also an issue. Well. Yes, and and uh, so I was there on a tourist visa, and um, every three months I had to leave the country, which <laughs> led me to have amazing travel, with fun travels. Um, mm. um, but it 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 has been a harsh reality mm. that that you're you you're kind of not legal, and you have to leave every every ninety days. Also, you know, in the very beginning, it was. Very interesting because obviously we knew each other for more than two years, but then we had never lived together and and suddenly I was there and, you know, Manfred Manfred also was not used to to have somebody there 24-7 and it, it was like, it really took a couple of months for us to get used to each other and, 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 to accept that, you know, while we while we are together, you know, each of us still has their own lives and, and their own friends, and um, you know, it's it's not like we, we we you you take on the full responsibility for the other. Mm. Um, it, it but it took it, it it took a couple of months. Um, mm. and it was not it was not. An easy adjustment initially. Yeah. So, what helped you to find, first of all, personally, Helen, as the partner who who joined uh, in the foreign country? How did you manage to deal with it though, during those two years? What has helped you uh, deal with those challenges you just so well explained? You know, I think that the the, the best part was that that it was so easy to make friends outside of your relationship. And um, and so you 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 become very independent and uh, and and that 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 was wonderful and I think it's very in, it's it's in important or at least for us as a couple it's important that um, that we we keep that independency at times so that you know we go out and meet other people and bring that rich experience back into our relationship. Interesting. So Manfred, could you tell us a bit of your perspective during that time in South Africa? You could see Helen having a bit of challenges continuing her career. She did well finding friends. But how was it for you to know that Helen, you know, changed her life for you? Well, I mean, it it was a kind of... um uh, as Helen explained, a very difficult situation for her. Um, I think we were both a little bit shell-shocked uh, <laughs> to, uh, 
to 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 put it in 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 a, in a very drastic way, as in as Helen said, we didn't live together before, mm. and and I had been living in South Africa already for thirteen years, so it was sort of my friends, my environment, my my furniture, my everything, and 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 this was a new situation for 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 both of us, of course, and uh, but Helena. The tough soldier, soldier as she is, uh, I think she marched through it quite well, or actually very, very well. And uh, we we were fortunate enough to live in a in a almost like a village in the city called Melville, where we had a lot of uh, amazing friends around us. Of course, the weather helped. Uh, a wonderful country to live in, uh, with lots of entertainment opportunities and and travel opportunities. So it took us a couple of months uh, to pull through, but uh, I think, as it is with many relationships, when, when you know it's 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 the right partner, you you go through troubles. So <laughs> you're re- uh, you're ready to go through those difficulties. Yes, yes. Of course. So, so what was the? If there is one thing that helps you both um, find that balance at that moment and still go through that edge of those first months to, without cracking. Um, <laughs> if there is one secret, what do you think it was? I think uh, what, we've, what we've learned over the years and what we both enjoy is, is to, to look ahead if, mm-hmm. if, 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 if times are tough, to plan, to look ahead and to, to, to plan nice things. If it's now holidays or, or, or buying a, a house that one or an apartment that one wants to have, or, or furniture, or whatever. We we always been planning things, and mm. I think that helped us a lot. And we always had we 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 reached quite quite ambitious goals in in our in our careers, which we actually didn't plan, mm. I, I believe. Um, but we. We, we sort of pulled each other through through difficult times. I mean, there's we. It, of course, a relationship needs a a certain level of respect in in order to to pull through difficult times. Yeah, that's a very good point. I like the fact that you said it's what has helped you was to look ahead and always imagine the future. You know, and I guess this is what makes the fundamentals of, of a of a successful relationship in a couple yes. is to look now, at the future and this is a very good point and i, I believe for especially for experts it, it does help and it always has helped us that we 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 weren't homesick definitely but so talking of going home how come you both decided i don't know who decided who started the procedure of wanting to go back to austria it was definitely me <laughs> um, yeah you know one day waking up and saying you know i i just i cannot phantom my life without work and um while i love you to pieces i have to go <laughs> and and you know, the biggest commitment Manfred uh, has ever made to me and um, was for him to say, okay, I'll come with you. Because he had left when, uh, uh, Austria when he was 18, 19 21. or 21. Uh, he had never worked in Austria and we knew that going back it would be extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, now we've been known each other for, for 18 years, but... Um, 18 years. And, and married yeah. since? 
Oh, yes. You just married yes. recently. Yeah. <laughs> After 18 years, it's beautiful. But, but, you know, for me, it was never, it was never that important because, uh, as I said, you know, the commitment Manfred made um, when he was going back to Austria with me was, was all I could ever wish for. I think we're not a very traditional couple. No, not at all. <laughs> and yet, you just—I like the fact that you talked about commitment, Helen, and and that it's even more important than being married. And the fact that he did quit his, you know, business in South Africa and joined in Austria because he just wanted to be with you as much as you wanted to be with him when you went to South Africa. And I guess you did, you know. You compromise for each other uh, alternatively. So I think this is the yes. great thing of the balance in your relationship is that you both that, did that move for each other. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, as we anticipated, coming home um, was, was not so difficult for me because I had grown up there. I had a circle of friends. I, you know, I could just go back to work um, it was 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 quite easy for me. It was very tough for Manfred. Mm. So tell us, Manfred, how did you experience that big move? Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I felt almost like I felt alienated going mm. back home. I've, I've, we went to Tyrol, uh, where Helen originally comes from, and where she where she got a very good job. And I was I was going from one interview to the next, and um, it, for me it was like almost a culture shock coming home again after 15 years. Mm. And so I, I really needed to take my time to acclimatize to to, to people and 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 society. Mm. And I did spend two two winters as a ski instructor. I did my ski instructor li uh, license. Mm -hmm exam and I did uh, for four months in winter I was a ski instructor mainly for, for Anglo-Saxon uh, English-speaking people South Africans Australians uh, British people and that, that really pulled me through the winter I must say and summers being beautiful in Austria I, I did a lot of mountain biking and, and sports and, and, and travel uh, which which was the savior for me but it wasn't it really wasn't easy yeah. and then i uh, went to many many interviews and I, i was accepted for for various jobs but it wasn't quite what i was looking for and and then the right job came along and and i suppose that took us then to to the next chapter yeah so i want to focus a bit on the fact that you did try to find you know you did a big change in i mean it's quite something to go from managing a you know a furniture design business to going to ski instructor and that shows a lot of flexibility and being ready to do anything to be active right well i, I like skiing very much and i mean if, if you live in tyrol there and and there are not too many uh, uh international companies uh where you would find a job that i was looking for so mm. Uh, I I needed to take this time to find the right job wherever that was. Uh, of course, in together with with Helen Helen's uh, 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 blessing, but uh, it took that long. It took took eighteen months or, or two years. Wow. 
So how was it this time for you to be dependent? Because financially, this time you were dependent on Helen. Well, you know, we had we had worked a bit. We had a bit of savings. Uh, um, it's, it, you know, again, we knew there's light at the end of the tunnel of this this situation. We, we it's going to change. We there's going to be something else at the end of the road. Yeah, but psychologically, wasn't it difficult? I mean, it's still not quite usual for a man to have a time where it doesn't work and when the wife does so or the partner sorry so is it no, was it psychologically an issue for you or was it okay it was it was psychologically an issue for me uh the the entire situation coming from a very open uh very colorful south african society mm-hmm. in a kind of a narrow-minded society putting it this way or and 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 or not so colorful society and i think that was a much bigger issue mm, it was much than, the culture shock the repatriation yeah. was much more difficult for you than the professional yeah. situation i can i can easily live with the fact that that uh, helen brings in the money i have no problem with that <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> so helen uh, tell us about you your time in austria when you came back Uh, did you first of all have the same culture shock, the culture repatriation, although you were not gone for so long? And how how was it for you on your side? Did you feel under the pressure knowing that he quit his job and, and came to Austria for you? I, I mean, you know, I fitted right back in because this is this this is what I knew. And and I wasn't gone for so long that that I had disconnected from 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 it all so you know it was easy for me to find a job um i I, that's that's actually the time when i started to work in 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 hr and um i i was pretty 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 successful pretty quickly and so you know that the the professional life took off very quickly But of course, it's 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 a it's a struggle that you have that you you know uh, that your partner would like to be active and out in the the business world as well. But then you know it's 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 tough to find the right thing. And I think you know looking back, as tough as, as it has been, um, we we. We still think, you know, it was so good that we had each other, and we, 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 we allowed each other to 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 wait until the right job came along. Because, yeah, there were jobs coming along all the time, but you know, if you would, if you settle for, not even I'm not talking about second best. You settle for anything, then that's kind of the life you build as well. And we didn't settle for that. And and so, I think that that as tough as it was, it was the absolute right decision to make. And and again, we pulled through. Yeah, you did. What was it according to you at that time? I mean. You seem to have been very patient, and and but it's easy to say it now. I'm sure that it must have been frustrating for both of you during that time of uncertainty that lasted for at least a couple of years. So, how did you manage to, you know, keep the balance again in your relationship, knowing that you were under that pressure? I think it's it's sanity. I mean, you you've got to have a certain amount of sanity in your relationship, and. Uh, 
Um, I think we career was never everything for us. We 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 have been very successful, but a lot of it happened. Mm-hmm. It just happened. It wasn't. It wasn't really planned. It wasn't really we. I need to be have this in this position. I need to have this in this power, or, or I got to be on that pay level. That was never uh, a plan from our side. Mm-hmm. We knew we wanted to have interesting jobs. We knew you wa- we wanted to be out there, but we actually didn't have a clue what what was the name of this job or or in what industry. Uh, I think a lot of it is has been has been luck. But also, I think we have been open to luck. When I look at our um, relationship, it's um, it has always been a matter of close or tight loose, in the sense of, you know, first we had a long distance relationship. Then, you know, okay, in South Africa we live together. We spend a lot of time together. Back in Austria, it was you know, Manfred did his thing. You know, he tra- he traveled a lot on his mountain bike he was gone for maybe a week come back you know came back we spent time together and I think that looking looking at it all back at the 18 years and and then you know when when he started to work he work, was working in sales then he started to travel even more um, I mean and he's in in his time now in China he he traveled more than 50 percent of 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 his time, but I think that's also part of of our success as a couple is that we go away, we do our own things, and then we reconnect. And you know, we don't get bored with each other, and we we it's it's interesting. I mean, and also Helen has been extremely understanding uh, always in for. When it came to my jobs, and I, I, I had to f- fly out the next day. Uh, I did a lot of world uh, around the world trips uh, for the last eleven years, and it has never been. Or it was never once that Helen said, "No, you, I don't want you to to, to travel now, or uh, you're gone again, or this kind of." There was never a guilt trip laid on me. Mm-hmm. It was always, "It's your job. This is what you like." You go for it, and and I mean, having been traveling or having not slept in my bed for thirty weeks a year, is 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 a long time. Mm-hmm. And and Helen has always been extremely understa- understanding, and I think that that helped a lot. It's it's not you know it's not even so understanding. I I enjoy that 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 freedom to. <laughs> To have him away. <laughs> you want to get rid of me. <laughs> when are you traveling next? <laughs> I see. No, but you do respect a lot each other's freedom. I can feel it. Yes. It, it lets it avoids the routine. It seems to to happen in your relationship. True. True. Yeah, it's interesting. So you did mention traveling back and forth in Shanghai. Could you take me, please, to take us um, through the point where you decided to leave Austria and go to Shanghai? When we came back from South Africa, when we moved back to Austria, we were always saying, you know, if we have a chance to go abroad again, 
you know, if should the opportunity come up, we'll certainly take it. <laughs> so why did you say that, Helen? Because at the beginning you wanted to come back home. How come you were ready to move again? You know, because I, I have... I've, I've always been interested in the world. I mean, you know, even even when I was young and, and I traveled, I was never one of these people that, you know, after a, couple, a few weeks of traveling said, well, it's time to go home and I'm actually looking forward. It has never, it has never been that way. So, you know, I mean, while I, while I enjoyed being home, having my family close, having my friends close, you know, after a while, okay, you have satisfied that need again and you're ready to go out. Okay. So so Manfred got a great offer and, and you, Manfred, you accepted the job and you decided to go to Shanghai. And so what, how did it work? Well, it actually, it actually, it actually happened uh, a little bit in a different way. I, I accepted the job first in Austria, take over the sales and marketing for my company for, for Asia. And then in two years into the job, my, my then boss asked me if I was willing to, to move over here permanently to build up an office and the production. And that process, that thinking process took us five minutes. And then the actual process to move it took us another year. Mm. Okay, so it was easier to decide that you would go for both of you. Yes, it was. It was easy. We knew we would love to do it. Mm -hmm. It was, however, <laughs> I was uh, because I had a job that I really loved, and I, I, I said, you know, um, this time if we go, I will go when I when I have got a job secured. Because I know that I am, yeah, I'm, I, I will scratch the plaster off the wall if, <laughs> after three months if, if there's nothing to do. Mm. And, and however, when I started to, to look for jobs, um, it turned out to be quite easy. Oh, that's, how come do you think it was easy? Was it your... Because China was an emerging market. Mm -hmm. And... You know, lots of lots of um, of companies wanted to get in. There were lots of um, when I came over here, I started to work for a German, a small German consultancy. There were lots of consultancies at that time, and it provided me an entry ticket. and 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 um, it was a, it was a very good learning curve because it allowed me, um, you know, from from the bottom up to learn about Chinese labor law and, and, and all these things uh, that, that I benefit from every day now. Yeah, so it did, inc it did take your career to a place where you might have not imagined, right? Ooh, absolutely. Yeah, interesting. Absolutely. But it mu you must have had a bit of competition too in Shanghai. I mean, you were not the only one who wanted to go there. So is there any advice you could share to be able to find a job so quickly? I think, you know, when you are adaptable, you will find a job. If you, we, as Manfred said before, we have never been totally set in our way in the sense of I need to have this position, I need to earn this much, I need to, um, you know, have that, have, have whatever you, 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 some people need to have. We were never that way. And, and so, 
you know, I mean, the initial job wasn't a, wasn't an amazing job. It was a small company. It didn't pay amazingly, um, and but it provided me an entry ticket, and I was willing to take that ticket. Mm. You know, because I thought, you know, once you're here on the ground, you have learned what you need to learn. You, then you look around, and that's exactly that's exactly what I did, and that's exactly how I ended up with my job. And 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 then you suddenly got this amazing. Uh, it's quite an important position you have now at the American School, which is a huge school. Uh, how did you do that tra transition? <laughs> well, you know, I. I had quit my job at the at the German consultancy, and um, and I was looking around. I went to lots of networking events, and um, there's there's actually a, a club in Shanghai. Uh, it's called the Expatriate um, Professional Expatriate Women Shanghai Club, and I went to one of these networking events and um, and basically picked up a job. Wow. So, you know, it's, I think that, that my recommendation for people is be adaptable, uh, be willing to actually go for something slightly different to what you would expect or what you could have at home mm -hmm. and then prove that you can do it. Manfred, you became the CEO of a very important uh, company in the aerospace industry, and suddenly you just decided to quit everything. What happened? <laughs> well, I suppose it became too much, just traveling all the time around the world, between the US and Europe, and uh, I felt like I'm being stuck in this, in this hamster wheel, <laughs> and... Uh, We're not, we're not having any kids, so there's less responsibility there. And uh, I'm turning 50 next year, so I thought it's either now or never. And uh, I got this information in the post about this uh, aviation business master, and I thought, ooh, that sounds like interesting. And so I started the discussion with my company about a year ago that I'm what my plans were and uh, must say thank you to my company. It was a very pleasant handover over 12 months and I eventually resigned six months ago and then I had a six-month handover period, a final one, and now I'm doing my master and flying forwards and backwards between uh, Europe and Asia and in between I try to do some, some sports. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so how do you see your lives now coming from now on? Because you, you said at the beginning, you look, one of your secrets is to look ahead. So what are you looking at ahead now? Well, looking ahead right now means the next two years. Uh, but master takes two and a half years and, and I will try and put my CV out there in, in a year's time or in six months time. And as we all know, it, it always takes a little bit of time for the right job to come along. But there's, we, I don't put pressure on myself and I, I don't feel any pressure from Helen yet. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I take it one step at a time. So the next goal is to, to finish the master and, and see what comes along. Okay. I, I think good experience, good international experience. Uh, there's always a job for me. I don't... I, I, 
I don't have a negative uh, uh, outlook. Yeah. Simple. And will you both be ready now to leave Shanghai or? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. We are, we are not ready. I mean, you know, as difficult as, it, as the initial six to eight months were here in Shanghai because you 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 feel it's easy to feel isolated because of language. Mm. I mean, you know, you arrive here and suddenly everything becomes becomes difficult. I mean, you know, we are talking eight months, uh, eight years ago now, mm-hmm. um, and you know, there there were no taxi apps and there were there was no Uber and and so and you know, everything is a pro- is is difficult from the grocery shopping to getting around. It is, but yeah. at the same time, it becomes really funny to f- just. Find your way home. I mean, it's it's it. It was like a mission in the beginning, and so. But you have to cherish those moments, right? Because what what is simple in other countries or at home suddenly is is becomes a project, and and you got to cherish those moments as well because they this this doesn't last forever, right? And it's something to talk about. Mm-hmm. What but the- now we are really really hooked, and we love this city. It it feels you know it it was so difficult to get for me to get used to the chaos, mm. and now I thrive on it. You know, <laughs> I go home because working for school, I have the luxury um, of having five weeks of summer vacation, and um, and we spend these 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 weeks mostly back in Europe, um, and. And, you know, after five weeks of Europe, I'm so ready to come back to this chaos. So interesting. I, I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> how did you feel the transition? How did you feel that suddenly things were changing? You were mentioning how challenging it was at the beginning to find your way, the culture difference, the chaos. Um, what made the change progressively? Again, friends. I mean, you know, the first six months, they were so difficult because... We knew nobody, and and so it it he, he, I I just felt isolated and and we've 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 never been the extroverts, put it that way. <laughs> so we we it took us some time to to meet the right people and uh, the right people to hang out with, and uh, but also from a cultural point of view, once you start to understand that people in different cultures do it differently, things that st- irritated us in the beginning, we love now. Now, that's it's an important point. Small things in Asian culture that would irritate us uh, in the beginning, we, we, we now really understand and, 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 and cherish the way uh, different cultures behave. You, you, you have to look at the positive aspects as well, wherever you are. Could you give us a, an example of, you mentioned both of you, the, the culture shock you had at the beginning. Uh, is there an example you can give us and how you managed to suddenly understand how it works? I, I mean, for me, you know, when I came on the, um, with Manfred, I came uh, on a look and see a year before we moved here. And Manfred was on a business trip and I accompanied him. And obviously he had to work and um, there were, you know, I had my, my lonely planet and I was ready to take on the city. Mm-hmm. And then the first, the first 
item on my to-do list is visit you garden, which is insane. I mean, I showed up at you garden at, at 11 o'clock in the morning and there were like millions of people and there were so many hawkers and they were so loud and everybody talked at me and everybody tried to sell something and I was so intimidated that I just ran I like I felt I cannot take this for one second longer oh. and so because people initially when you are when you when you arrive here you always have the feeling that people are angry with each other <laughs> until you realize that okay they are a very noisy bunch of people and you know they it, this is just normal chit chat you know there is no aggression in, involved none whatsoever <laughs> but it, because you don't understand a single word it comes across so aggressive when did you start understanding that that was just the way they expressed themselves and there's no anger there both of us september we arrived here in january and in september we had, a, a, I think, a one-week or two-week vacation in, in, in Europe. And when we came back, it was like somebody flipped the switch. It suddenly it was home for us. Interesting. Yeah, you, t you start talking to people. So, you know, I started talking to, to people at work. And, you know, we had a little canteen there. And there was like an old lady cooking for us at lunchtime. Why is she so angry? Why is she so angry <laughs> with this guy? And... and and my colleagues stared at me and they're not angry, they're having a normal conversation. You know, so people start to educate you about what this is all about. That it's, it's just your impression coming from a different culture. There's, there's no aggression whatsoever. It's only your interpretation. Yeah, such a good point. I like the fact, that I think it's a great example to show how important in order to adapt to different cultures, it is to never judge a situation with our own beliefs and our own standards and references and always try to realize that we have to see the different perspective of it and ask the question like you did. And so you did change, I guess, a lot of your own personalities through this experience. What did it bring to you in general, the experiences you had through South Africa and now Shanghai? Well, it changed certainly the way we behave because now when we go back to Austria during the summers we get speeding tickets and you know we, we, got, we once got pulled off the highway by, by police patrol. I think we have more patience and uh, definitely uh, uh, on a grander scale understanding for different cultures and therefore uh, we're very careful to judge different cultures and and their habits you be, you you become a master in adapting because the reality is the basic life here requires that you to do so um in i mean you know i'm talking about the simplest things that there's never there's never consistent um uh, supply in groceries for example mm -hmm. yeah so you know you going out and and thinking you, you tonight is it will be lamb rack no you know here you you will have plan a is your lamb plan b is it's beef stew and plan 
idea is 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 it's a vegetarian pasta because and this is like one simple example because you have to adapt so yeah that's a very good example like you think you're gonna get this and you won't get it so you better be flexible <laughs> that's a good point and i think it's a great metaphor in general in adapting to any country right is to not again to not have expectations and you've been proving as a relay as a couple but also in terms of culture shock the importance of being flexible and also having you know being ready to um, adjust our expectations and I, if I have to take two things from all what you said I would say that those two key points but is there any other advice you would both give to expats and couples in particular who have one and often there's always one following the other to go through this journey and manage to build this stability and thrive like in abroad well i think for us it is definitely uh, have fun and enjoy while it lasts because what we have seen over many many years living abroad is that uh, your company will send you home at one point and for many of our uh, friends and acquaintances that we had over the years uh, that weren't as flexible as we are because of not having children, because both of us working, uh, it's not easy just to stay in the country with two or three kids and, and just hope that the next job comes along. And then you go back with your company, back to your, back to your country. And most of the people we talk to... Uh, really miss it being abroad being being away uh, experiencing uh, the different cultures and uh, it only lasts that long mm. for 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 most expats and and my my advice would be enjoy it just just live it very good advice what about you helen i think that my advice is be patient with each other and and i think you know Communicate your non-negotiables. I mean, I mentioned it before when when I wasn't happy not being able to work in South Africa. I learned my lesson when we moved to to China. It was yeah, I'm I'm happy and I'm very keen to move, but I will move when once I have a job. And you know, if if it would have taken me six months, Manfred would have gone ahead and. And um, we would have managed, uh, you know. And and I mean, trust in your trust in your partner. Very very important. I like when you said communicate your non-negotiables. This is very important. You have to know yourself first a lot to know what can you handle or not, and then make sure that you communicate it in the right way to your partner. Is there any tip that you can share in expressing something that might not be pleasant to the other one? Um, but still making sure that you listen to your needs and also prove and show the respect you mentioned right now in the relationship. Well, probably don't be selfish. Look at both sides of the coin. Uh, uh, you've got to look ahead, of course. Uh, what, what, what will it bring your partner if, if you stay in this position uh, and, and your partner doesn't, will not get a job? I mean, it's, it's, it, it takes both sides right I mean, you can't be selfish yeah but how would you express it if you're not happy with the situation for example let's say now helen is doing great in shanghai and you are now 
you know, studying and traveling back and forth to Austria for your studies? What if suddenly you find a job somewhere else and and you just want to go? How are you going to announce that to, to Helen? Well, that really is not the case because we 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 have an alternate uh, rule, so which basically means we've been following each other. So Helen was following me to South Africa. I followed her to Austria. She followed me to China. It's her t- it's her turn. <laughs> okay, so you had this rule when? How did you settle we, this rule? Well, it's it's just natural, right? I mean, it's. Uh, mm-hmm. None of us is 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 domineering here. Mm, interesting. So you do have this unsaid rule of balance. You try to build equity in your relationship by doing both yeah. alternatives. And again, and again, everything is is about communication. Should this amazing job come along that would take me to to California, I think it might not take much convincing for Helen to come with. So it <laughs> it always depends what's what's on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. So, Helen, are you ready to move? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> not yet. But I mean, you know, if uh, if we move to LA tomorrow, well, I might follow in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> I see. No, but but you know, the non-negotiables. I mean, yes, it is difficult to communicate and. And it will not be easy, but the reality is it will come out anyway. And, you know, the reality is so much better to communicate up front what you're able to deal with or you're not able to deal with, mm-hmm. rather than then having to clean up an aftermath. Mm. And, and you know, I mean, not, not every... I understand that not every relationship is is, is, is is happy and is thriving on the changes that we're going through. Um, but it I mean the key to every con- to every relationship is communication. Yeah. And but is there one tip because it's such a general everybody says that, you know, that we should communicate. But is there one method you have that that makes the communication healthy? I think that's very, very difficult. It's on a, on a very individual basis on how, how mm-hmm. the relationship functions. Yeah. And yeah. I think be, because we, you, you've got to be able to afford certain choices financially. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to look at, at what, what age you're at. Uh, the younger, the more, the more choices you have ahead. Uh, do you have kids? Do you want kids? Uh, this is these are all aspects that that play into this into 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 the question and and then into the answer of course but mm-hmm. for us it is it is pretty easy i mean i think we we are a very very good team mm-hmm. uh, and and i think that that's that makes the cookie crumble for us yeah you're a great team but you, i think you also have a very clear idea both of you of what you want and what you're ready to be flexible on and I think yeah. this is a bit, the, from what I've heard today, is what I feel, is that you are both ready to be flexible, but you also know things that you don't want to bend on. And, and you both communicated it to each, each other. And I guess this must help. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Wow, this was a lot of things that we shared today. And so if uh, Nomad Nation wants to ask you some questions, what's the best way to find you? Uh, my name in LinkedIn. And Helen? 
Well, I suppose if you if you look up um, the website of Shanghai American School, um, you will definitely find me. Okay, fantastic. Okay, thank you so much, Helen and Manfred. This was such a pleasure to talk with you, and thank you for taking the time to share your experience and your great, great advice. Thank you. Thank you, Amel. It's been fun. Nomad Nation. Don't miss any of the great inspiration, tips, and insights that will prepare just for you. Go to tandemnomads.com and sign up for the newsletter.